M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. I was like, piss off, mate. You trying to kill me? This is M. Salation. So they all buy a boat together and they pick up hot pirates. This thing rots itself. A lot of reality <laughs> shows about vulvas. And you know what? I'm enjoying them. That stuff can get really ratty. And you can look like you got a dead spider on your eyelid, okay? I just go into the salt chumpy, you could carve it. You're in M. Salation. Mate, you didn't have the mask on your vagina. I don't understand. <laughs> Hello, gang. How are you? This will be short because I have a little boy who's just woken up from his nap on my lap. Should we sing? <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Nice to see your face today. Good morning. Good morning today. Oh, smooshy. Well... You know, how you going if you're in Melbourne? <laughs> Keep pushing on. I feel, I felt flat this morning and then I felt positive that the numbers are now under 50. I think that they're just under-promising and they're going to over-deliver. I think they're going to give us treats. I think we'll be out sooner than you think. So just um, Michael and I talk extensively about this. I've also been thinking a lot about beauticians and possibly what's going to face them <laughs> when we are all allowed to visit them. <laughs> I think it's pretty hectic. It's going to be hectic. I hope your Father's Day was good. I know Father's Day is a complicated one for everyone because not everyone has a dad, not everyone speaks to their dad. Some people have lost their kids who are dads. And I hope that you're able to find a way to be okay on Father's Day. We had a great one. It was so nice. And also we had a great anniversary. The girls prepared dinners and breakfasts. And when your kids behave like that, it makes you realise – You've done a pretty good job raising them. As I walked into the buffet yesterday that they made for Scott, the girls, they'd covered everything. I mean, I couldn't fault them. There's not one thing missing. It's always nice when your kids are able to show you that you've parented them well, isn't it? All right, well, I'm on borrowed time here. I think this episode I laughed the most of. This is episode 54 and we (laughs) – this is the one I laughed the most in. I nearly wet my pants towards the end. We do talk about, you know, lockdown and and also him and I have made an agreement that we're going to be really healthy until the end of this one. Like I'm going to lose the eight kilos I've put on. It's happening. I've said it to you all. I've said it out loud. We also talk about the reality TV show I was asked to do that I've said no to. And you'll understand why when you hear which one it is. So uh, sit back, enjoy, just tune off, tune out. Don't tune off. (laughs) Whatever. Just, you know, Block the world out for the next 45 minutes and listen to the ridiculousness of myself and my best friend and what an honour it is to be able to say that and have 20-odd thousand of you give a shit. That's how many of you listen each episode. We have 20,000 dedicated listeners that goes up. It actually goes up every week. But I'd say we have a hardcore base of about 20,000 that does grow each week because you guys are obviously recommending us. So that's pretty exciting. I'm imagining Michael and I will be able to do tours you know, where we can record live in front of a studio audience. Would you like that? I think that would be kind of fun. All right, I'm stalling. It's time to go. Play the music. M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. All right, well, joining me now is... Listen to the broken tones in your voice. <laughs> oh, look... I'm, I'm mixed emotion. Michael Lucas, welcome, of course. Um, I'm in 
funny mixed emotions because obviously for those in Melbourne, we got the news yesterday, which I already knew because I'm a magical unicorn. But you're a magical (laughs) unicorn of death because (laughs) it's always the darkest, the darkest. There's the episode title right there. Um, the magical unicorn of death is exactly what I will be calling this episode. Thank you. Um, it's always the darkest prediction. And often I'm like going, no, him, no, no. And then time and time again, be it Trump's election or, or indeed how long we're going to be in lockdown, you are so vindicated. Yeah, I haven't got it wrong. And and I did say we would. I, you'll have the text messages. I do. There'll be a second wave in July and we won't get out till October. And I think I said this in like March. <laughs> You're right. But are you happy about it? Has it made you happy to no. be right? No, you're miserable. It just goes to show if you calmly study all the stuff that comes out and listen to the right people, which I've done, mm. you know, you don't build yourself up for any false hope. But I do think what Dan's done is he's under-promised, but he's going to over-deliver. I don't think that it's going to be as bad as everyone thinks. I mean, what were cases today? 41. Yeah. So don't you think, like, it's not going to be as bad as everyone thinks? Yeah, well, I mean, they're, they're, they're doing a bit of a media tour at the moment and the first What's question... What's happening there? I've not been paying attention. Tell me. Well, basically, therefore, I, every time I look at it, I can't stop thinking, how fucking exhausted are all of these people? Like Dan and Brett and Jenny McCarkos, not only do they have to do the press conferences every day, but they've got to, mm. like, go out and defend themselves. Uh, yeah, they've done the full tour. Like, I mean, I've been following online and, you know, you, well, he pops up on Sunrise and he pops up on Triple M and then he's just doing, you know, the, he's he doing the all the media outlets and ABC News. He's just mm. everywhere. And, of course, the first question that he gets asked all the time is um, if the if we do really well with our case numbers and they drop and we hit some of those targets early, would you consider bringing some of those dates where we hit the other stages earlier? And albeit that they say the September 28th they wouldn't consider bringing early, but the other ones, I think it's more the other, the next lots were the ones that really made you gasp where, where it sort of said... <laughs> The end of October before we can have any cafes or start to visit more than, you know, have groups Mm. of five people. And then the end of November for go, like the poor, I mean, it's not often that I think the poor beauticians, but the beauticians were specifically told not till the end of November. They'll barely get in their Christmas, their Christmas bookings in that time. Oh, Joel, the beauticians, (laughs) I'll tell you, there was a few angry beauticians uh, this morning. I did catch a couple. Yeah. That we know who are just, they just want to get back to waxing and plucking for fuck's sake. Let us do our jobs. Oh, and how much damage are they going to have to undo? Oh, can I tell you, they will be the moment. (laughs) The the amount of pubic hair alone will be flooding the streets. They'll have to employ those suction vacuum cleaners that people use when they're like, um, when they're sanding. You know, the ones that suck the sawdust straight up. They're going to have to have a sucking (laughs) situation happening upon the pubic hair removal. And then they're going to need some sort of like equivalent of a hard rubbish collection for all the additional body waste that will come out of your beautician. Oh my God, all the nail filings and the body hair and the, oh. Just the dead skin. Dead skin. Imagine all the dead skin we've accumulated over this. (laughs) I mean, I know how much effort I have to do to whack back a week's or two weeks worth of, you know, bodily functions when I've got to do the project. Mm. I've luckily been doing that every two weeks because left to my own devices, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like don't, but beauty Armageddon is coming in the best way. And of course it's summer. So we're coming straight out of no maintenance into summer. 
So it is panic stations for many, 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 many reasons. It is panic stations coming straight out of lockdown into summer. I'm going to require some kind of tent set up on the beach that has a tunnel straight to the water so no one can see me walk. (laughs) It's going to be restful. Like a footy tunnel. Like, yeah, like a football team running out into the G. Just so so everyone knows, Em already, her setups on this beach coming from the Italian heritage that she comes from, it's like (laughs) Em approaches every beach trip with a whole I will eradicate sand. Which is a really interesting strategy on a beach. Like the amount of plastic tarps that we're putting, the amount of, like I would say 75% of any beach trip with them is erecting the tents and putting down the matting. It's incredible. Mate, you have enjoyed the fruits of my ethnic labour. So, like, we set up three tarps. There's two eskies for hot and cold food. There's alcohol. There's um, multiple mats that don't allow sand (laughs) because you can't have sand on the beach in your setup, for fuck's sake. So I I think you'll agree it is quite – it's almost like being in the birdcage at the races when you come to the (laughs) beach with me. It is. It's quite similar, some of the technologies. (laughs) John Foreman is on a grand piano just over there. Look, we're drinking in the sun and, uh, you know, it, not doing what we should be doing at an event. It's not going near the water. God, mm. help me if I even swim. But, you know, I think the beauticians, don't worry. It's coming and it's coming hard and fast. You'll have to be open 24 hours a day, <laughs> seven days a week. Like, <laughs> I just feel like it's accumulated. Don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, the beautician industry. It's coming. <laughs> They'll be doing FaceTimes like the emergency workers where they're all sort of flushed with the, the PPE oh, hurting under their eyes. Yes. No, there will be – they will have to set up a reception desk for, with the triage nurse like they do at the <laughs> ER departments. And you have to sit down and she'll have to go, okay, show me, show me, and they'll have to decide how badly you need you are of an appointment and then you'll be, you know, scheduled accordingly. <laughs> I've just done a whole new five-minute stand-up bit I need to write down. <laughs> <laughs> that all just came to me on the spot. I hope someone's recording. Oh, we are. What I found interesting was I've had to unfollow a bunch of my friends on social media after yesterday's announcement. Mm. And I was saying this to you. This is the thing I'm finding most disheartening. I have to say... I just want to get through it. I just want to survive. This is survival time for Victorians. And also I've had several fights with friends in other states who delight in telling me how much our government is stuffing this up. And I've had to fight with them and say, listen, I am in the trenches. I am in the war at the moment. And I don't care whose fault it is. I need to get to the other side. Mm. And Dan and Brett and Jenny and everyone will have their reckoning. There will be the inquiry that the results will come out. They will be held accountable. But I don't want the opposition leader coming out and saying, oh, this is, this is blowing up small businesses. Just, quite, just Captain Obvious in everything. The weird thing about his, his complaints is he, he, he sort of, you know, he's doing this whole Victorians deserve better and everything like that. If, yes, if but- they went through and presented like an alternative plan or amendments to the plan or if they mm. went through and said, you know what, this stage we're questioning this for this reason, it'd be one thing. But but I, for me, I'm sure you're the same. I'm... Like, obviously, the prospect of all this lockdown is that kills me, but it's also the prospect of all the political infighting and all of that. That is as exhausting. Yes. But what I want from my opposition leader, and and this is free advice for you, 
If you want a if you want a bee's dick hope, a chance of getting some good positive attention, what I want from you is bipartisanship. I want you to come out and go, listen, we're going to put our politics aside and we're going to offer all the support we can to Labor to see this state through this. And that may be resources, that may be funding, that may be fundraising, I don't know, that whatever. I want bipartisanship from the government at the moment in my state. I don't want the Liberal Party slinging mud from the sidelines, in the stands, shitting on the people in the arena. I hate that kind of behaviour. Get in the arena, get dirty, help us, and then we'll figure out what went wrong at the end of it. Do you know what? I just, I can't handle the mudslinging and the Victorians deserve better and this is ripping the heart out of small businesses. Yes, we fucking know. But what are you going to do about it right now? Like that's mm. <laughs> there you go. That was free. <laughs> there you go. You should be a spin doctor. <laughs> also, I had a few of my followers. I put a photo up of me, obviously in the Brett T-shirt, oh. and that lovely woman is selling out. She, her whole small business has turned around because you and I put the the Brett T-shirt up, and she she sent me a message saying this is a bigger day. I love it that you included me in that as though my contribution with my little it few did. thousand. I know, but come on, one of us is sitting on like quarter million followers, and the other one, oh, few friends. But um, no, thank you. Yes, we did put it up. She was lovely. Yeah, you have in the thousands. You do have a few thousand <laughs> followers. That's that's a lot. For a regular person, okay. Um, I'm a person who's sometimes in the public eye weekly, yes. but um, yeah, she said it's bigger response than when Kate Blanchett were one of her tops. So it's the biggest day in the re- in the history of her business. So I it's, think that it's, I, effectively means I feel good. You've you've got an Oscar. That's how I read it. If Kate's <laughs> one best supporting. We, well, you've won. Well, it's ironic. Picture. It's that person because what have I always lived my life by? When I say to you, when I'm considering, yeah, what would Kate do? <laughs> Yeah, renowned for never, Kate Blanchett, for never a misstep. But there's been a couple mm. actually, but but uh, very rarely she runs an incredibly tight ship. Mm, she has. But, I mean, I put the picture up in the T-shirt that beat Kate Blanchett and I was wearing a mask and then I had a couple of followers going, oh, take that muzzle off. What are you doing? I thought you were smarter than that. <gasps> I was like, oh. The mask? Yeah, the mask. Oh, I thought you were going to say they were taking pot shots at Brett for the policy no. or whatever, but that's no, even no, no, one no. step further. To- the mask. And I felt like, and I, and I and I stupidly got into an argument with one of them in the DMs, and then I just walked away from it. But it's just, I <laughs> and people, I hear you and, can't. Nah, I know. Well, one thing you have to, everyone, no matter what they think, has to first acknowledge that the lockdown thus far has been amazingly successful. Like it's gone from you know we were pushing, we could have got to a thousand cases a day if it went any oh, longer. Michael, and it has I had a person that I know that I would have called a friend argue the Trump argument that the reason we have more cases than other states is because we've done more testing and the, the lockdown is useless because. We've only got more cases because there's more testing. What? So they're saying that, like, in WA there's secretly all of these cases that are just untested? Not being tested. Yeah. But also it's that idea of, so is your logic, and I got into this argument with this person, it's so dumb and I wish I didn't. So your logic is if we stopped testing people for cancer, cancer rates would drop. (laughs) Is that what you're telling me? So illogical. It doesn't that that is what Trump has been arguing. More testing doesn't mean more cases. It just means more documentation. It doesn't increase people's risk of getting the virus by testing them. It's just well, lowers an, it. 
massively lowers it. If we know who's got it, then we. Yes. Oh, that's that. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't. He's like, well, the numbers in Melbourne are higher because uh, because we're testing more. That's it. End of story. And I wrote, no, dude, you are categorically wrong. And that was Trump's argument. This is terrifying. The coronavirus cases don't go away if you don't test for them. They're just out there wreaking havoc. Case in point, America. Oh, mm. Michael. These people who think that our numbers are of increase because there's more testing, it's just like, oh, my I God. I know. Stop it. It also feels like I feel like I'm going to emerge from this year with this sort of unfortunate cold hard knowledge that I, adults, I mean, 100%. we're all really like children basically. 100%. Like I, I think what thing blows me away is how much we've proven ourselves to be choosing. And that's the fundamental thing about human nature that I think that I've learned is at the end of the day, like the way a toddler acts, you're probably better off if you're anticipating that's going to be the reaction <laughs> to this. Well, when I put up a thing, you know, I put up a, a big capital letters thing on my face, on my Instagram saying, guys, um, coronavirus is not. The next person to tell me coronavirus is a hoax is going to get outed. Wear your masks. 600 people unfollowed me. 600 people were, didn't like the fact I said wear your masks and social distance. So, wow. I mean, in my eyes though, because I got, I, I like, I had to re- kind of report my stats in for something else, and I just noticed a huge dip, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And then I went and looked at the post, and it was that one. But then part of me was like, "Good." I felt good that those people, those anti-maskers that unfollowed me, or those coronavirus, whatever that was about that post, if that offended someone, I'm glad they're no mm. longer in the Rossiano community. I don't want them exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So, look, yes, it's exhausting and who knows, but I'm very confident. Here goes a positive prediction. I'm very confident that things will not stretch out until November. My heart still says October, like I've been saying, all this year, and I definitely think numbers are going to keep dropping down and I think we'll we'll be out, but I know that what he's doing and I honestly think he's going for eradication, don't you? Well, yeah, I mean, it's really, yeah. They're really driving the Feels state. Like I think the thing that is so shocking that was that made you gasp was because was that they. I think my assumption was that it would be a roadmap to get to where New South Wales is at, and then mm. we'd assume that we'd just have the same process that they've got, where everything's open and they just aggressively contact trace. But to to see it in black and white that they were going, you know, until we drive down to under five for a two-week average, and then to get to the final stage of no restrictions at all is nothing at all for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And that really did take me by surprise. And, yes, it, they, they are denying it. They're saying, they're saying it's an aggressive suppression strategy. Nah, eradication, 100%. Eradication. I think this is the first time Dan's allowed politics to enter in because we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Here's my conspiracy theorist hat. I honestly think okay. he feels the only way to redeem some of the ground he's lost is to conquer Corona, honestly. I mean, he'd still get my vote if there was an election tomorrow and that's that's hard on my sleeve, that's the honest truth, because little Nomi can't handle anything. Um, and also <laughs> don't, underestimate, don't underestimate Dan's supporters because Rebecca Judd has learned oh, the no. hard way. Rebecca Jones. I know. And even today I was, you know, every single um, website and news outlet is doing a little poll, like, what do you think of the um, mm. restrictions? And, you know, the, people saying I think they've got the balance right is still is still the number one. I mean, there's, it, there's an uptick in people saying these are too harsh and mm. it's going to hurt too much. But his support is pretty it's rock favorite. solid. It's, it's pretty he's, – he's a rock star in politics because he's got that – he's got – He's evoked love from people. 
just so often people are kind of, they don't care either way. People passionately love Dan and people passionately hate him. Arguably, that's what you want in politics, isn't it? You want that passionate kind of reaction from people. But I mean, yeah, you know, and he's I, certainly got a big base of passionate. Yes. And also, Brett, let's not forget, Brett's got Brett. some passion going towards him too. Why did he shave his yeah. beard off? Why did he I do know. that? You know what? The modelling, the modelling that I need for the next stage of this pandemic is what is he going to do with his facial hair? I want to see mm. that graphed out because mm. I really felt he was in a great place Me too. with Me the too. slightly extended. It was surprisingly dark the beard, but it worked. Mm-hmm. It was a, We had a two-tone situation going, but he was rocking it and then lost it all. I think, but did he reckon, it seems like he lost it all in the lead up to this announcement. Maybe he felt like I feel I like wanna... they wanted to, yep, get hard and profesh. You know what I mean? Like, this is it, guys. Well, there was They're no North Face our... jacket yesterday, nope. obviously. We all noticed that. It came out in the suit. No. The, the suit doesn't always mean good news on a Sunday. But I do think it's up to us now. Fellow Victorians, hear me now. Whatever you feel about Dan Andrews, whatever you feel about the locked, this is up to us. We get this right now. It, we're the only ones who can fuck it up for us. They're not going to do any more. The government are going to keep their noses clean now. They can't stop up again. Only we can stop this up. So please, please, if you're feeling unwell, get tested. Don't go. To, don't break the rules. Let's just. We are at the last gasp, and I. I don't know that I'll survive if there's a third wave. I just think. You know, valet I, I don't know. Well, and also the other thing about the harsh, uh, you know, the severity of all this as well is, you know, Adrian's uh, mother is in Sydney and his family's in Sydney and mm. we really want to be able to go there for Christmas. And mm. it's pretty clear that those other states aren't going to open their borders mm. to Victorians until we're comparable to them, which is effectively nothing. And uh, so on Wait that a minute. front... Are you not going to be I, here know, for Christmas if the borders open? We don't miss you. We always well, Christmas uh, together. I know, but it's often we often not necessarily Christmas Day. We'll either go up before Christmas or afterwards. Eve. Don't worry, don't worry. I yeah. do worry. No, no. Sometimes we have it like we do a Sydney celebration the week before or the week oh, afterwards. I something. Don't worry. I do don't worry. worry. <laughs> I do worry about Christmas. You know that. But his mother everything. hasn't seen him for basically know, all this year. And I love she Adrian's probably dearly. Anyway. She would be. Imagine if we oh, get Adrian's mother here and we'll bring get Adrian's mother and my dad together. Oh my god, that would that be That would be amazing. incredible. We'd have to do it. We'd have to record it. <laughs> We'd have to do an emergency podcast and just mic them. Yeah. Nah, it'd be too much effort for the our editor Matt. Can you imagine the shit he'd have to edit out? Jesus Christ. Oh no, there'd be a lot of we need so, to cut down a lot. Now that I know there's an end in sight, today marks yeah. day one of <laughs> new new me. New lockdown. I don't rules, know why I'm them. laughing. So today. You're committing it now. This is on the record. On record. I am going to lose eight kilograms <gasps> between, yep, eight kilograms between now and the middle of October. Right. I'm going to do it. I, I, I'm going to, I've already, today I've already done my exercise. I'm eating healthy. I'm having a meal replacement situation shake. It's all healthy, all good. Don't worry, organic. Fine. I know the person who makes them. I've decided. I'm coming out of this last phase. I'm going to undo all, all the stuff I've done to my body since March. <laughs> and you, independently of me, 
have made the same decision. I know. I know. I was just trying to think about what, I mean, it's just this yawning stretch of time coming, how to make it count, what to do. Yep. And it just did seem like, it's also helpful. The weather at the moment is incredible Stunning. in Melbourne. Yeah. And so you're much happier to go outside for a run. Soon we'll get the two hours. Yeah. But I'm also, Adrian went into this most recent lockdown with a, with a fascinating and quite extreme strategy that I scoffed at, but yeah. he has really made it work for him. And his strategy, it was an initial six weeks, as we all remember, he decided three weeks of absolute gluttony yeah. and then three weeks of super health. And so he really committed to the gluttony. Like he would get up, we'd go out and get his one little visit to the 7-Eleven and he'd stock up on on, on kettle chips and chocolate yeah. and, and he'd had gym at the ready and he would sit on the couch playing PlayStation and it was just, oh, it was obscene. Like and he, he Yes, yeah. and he stacked it on. He really did. He yeah. stacked it on. And yeah. then switch went off all of a sudden, <laughs> hard keto, real low carbs, occasional fasting periods and it's been now we've we've had a fortnight of it and it's it's really worked for him and now i regret that i didn't match him it's not healthy yeah it's not sustainable it's not healthy for your body it's not sustainable to go through feast and famine i want to have a new lifestyle Yeah, no, sure. He was today, basically, I'm, I was comparing him to Renee Zellweger preparing for Bridget Jones's diary and then 100%. coming out of it and preparing for Chicago. He is That's Renee essentially Zellweger. what he was doing. He's gauging mm. Renee Zellweger 100%. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm attempting, because also my mental health has been not great. Um, Scott Barrow has been very good. He's turned a corner. Also, I don't know why. I, I have to say for the listeners at home, I was trying to keep text contact with M yesterday and the, the silence was unnerving. I mean, I know, sometimes I she responded. I, I really good. pulled out a big gun. I waited to that night. I knew it would have hit her all of these lockdown announcements and I waited to that night and I had discovered at the fact that in the movie The Bodyguard with Whitney Houston, she lived in the same mansion that Beyonce used in the Black is King movie, mm. the pink one with all the pools. I hit that with them, which would normally be mm. an absolute whole I'm evening so of entertainment and back and forth, and she would possibly have to watch both things. I'm so sorry. I could barely get a response, and I just thought things are dark. I'm really sorry. Things are dark. I really let you no, down. No, I that. understood. I no, mean, it was a way I of really, taking the temperature. I really let you down on that text message exchange like I wanted to explain to you I was laying in bed with Elio on me and I got the text message and I had a small it's like it's a small flicker of something in my tummy and then it just went out it was kind of like you know like a very long-term relationship and your husband like rubs his hand down your back and you know he wants sex and there's one moment where you're like oh could nah and that's how I felt about the Beyonce Whitney comparison. <laughs> I love that in our relationship, the equivalent of sex is diva information. But it's like the knowledge that <laughs> yeah, essentially <laughs> me saying to you that Beyonce has done a Whitney tribute is basically me going down on you. Pretty much. Exactly and the nothing. same. Exactly the same. And if that soundbite doesn't get used in our new intros, I don't know what is up or down. Uh, but no, I've stored it away. For when I have the energy and then I will then go. It was even worse than that now that I think about it. It was basically me erecting a pole in the room to do an aggressive Jamie Lee Curtis in True Lies style seduction of you and then going down on you Massimo yeah. style oh. after about nine months of training to get yes. myself yes. into you. And still, nah, nah, couldn't get there. I was dead on arrival. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I'm coming back. I've got new, new lockdown UM. 
We'll keep checking in with each other. Mm. So far at 12.37 p.m. Monday on the first day, I haven't broken it. That is a record because every Sunday night this lockdown, I've said to myself as I've looked at myself nude in the mirror, tomorrow's the day, bitch. Tomorrow's the day. <laughs> and then I'll get up yeah. and I'll last till about 9am when I'll be putting Milo in my coffee. So I think the fact that I haven't, I'm going strong. I've exercised already. I've needed the chocolate. I've oh, I, chocolate too, is just the for me. That's been my weakness more than anything Same. else because it's oh and alcohol obviously. Oh, the alcohol, alcohol but for the me. chocolate is oh, just God. a way of guaranteeing happiness. You can't be unhappy when you're stuffing that in it's your true. mouth. It's true. It's so true. Um, before you go, I do want to briefly touch on this new Channel Seven show, um, SAS Who Dares Wins Australia. <laughs> and it's on Channel 7 and for those of you you may have heard a little bit about it, it, it's been in the press a fair bit because Chappelle Corby is one of the contestants. How do we feel about Ch- Chappelle Corby benefiting from crime? I know I should care more but I don't. Yeah, I feel like I should be more outraged than I I think am. my outrage tanks are empty though. Do you, do you know what my thing is with Chappelle? Yeah. I guess it's because... Oh, you know, I mean, let's <laughs> assume that perhaps she wasn't innocent. Well, well, well she's, she still maintains her innocence, by the way. She was I mean, she was proven, convicted. She was proven, convicted. She was convicted. Convicted, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, it was such an incredibly harsh sentence and so much of her 30s completely lopped away from it that I sort of feel like, oh, whatever happened, she's paid the price. But as but now should she be able to profit? Uh, oh, look, I don't know. All I, I mean, I certainly clicked on the links when it said that she'd released that single. 100%. Remember that? yeah. I mean, there's a weird fascination for me. She's kind of diva adjacent for me. Not a diva, but this kind of like where Kimberly sits, Kimberly Guilfoyle. Like they occupy this space of no, no, notorious, like big personality women. I don't know. And and Chappelle's family, the whole thing is so Kath and Kim crim. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I don't care. And I mean, I'm not. I'm not mad that she was on the show. And then Roxy uh, Jasenko, the PR queen, which a lot of Melbourne people won't know, um, the honey badger, the very the much-failed bachelor who didn't pick anyone. Yeah. And then this wag, oh this woman whose name I've already forgotten, she's the one who allegedly faked pregnancies and miscarriages to, to be with her footballer boyfriend at the time they've now separated. So it's a real quality cast. It does feel like it's like the Avengers of tabloid trash, essentially. It's a Daily Mail wet dream. Which is weird. Merrick, Merrick Watts is in there, who I really like, Australian comedian Merrick Watts. So he's kind of a credible dude in there. <laughs> But do they tell you who the other contestants are as you're making the decision? They don't. Well, do I, they? we haven't even. I didn't even say that. So I got asked to be on this show. <laughs> they in fact asked me three times. So they initially came, and I said, "Absolutely not. I'm not doing an SAS challenge." It was hardcore. Like you have to literally like dive under ice and jump out of planes and sleep in snow and poo in the bush and all the things that I could not think of anything worse. No, nah, I'm not doing it. They came back three times. Although I actually think you could do quite well in the challenges. I understand that you couldn't think of anything worth, but you're you're a former athlete. Yeah. I mean, you've you've put yourself through it. Well, it's the same. I reckon you could have actually done quite nah. well. I have not done a reality TV show for 16 years. I've only done one, and that was Australian Idol. That was it. That's the only one I've done. And that's a talent show. Yeah. I'm going to put that in the talent category but, as opposed. I know it's technically reality, but it's not reality in the nah, sense and of, not you back know, then. cameras was, on you 24 hours. It was the Wild Wild West. It was the first of its kind. The reason I won't do the shows like SAS Australia is because 
I have spent a considerable amount of my life building up good uh, will with my audience. Um, I'm not very liked within the industry. I'm not very liked by my peers, but I do have an audience who get me and see me. And I also know what I'm like when I'm hungry and tired. <laughs> and I don't think Australia needs to be away from your kids. Away from my as kids, well. not That's the good. other crucial thing. I am tethered to my children, soul tethering. It is ins- as much as I joke about it. My kids and I are very codependent, and me so more yeah. than them. And I wouldn't cope without my kids. Oh, I should probably say Scott too. I'd be alright without Scott for a bit. <laughs> Absence makes the heart grow fonder, but I couldn't be away from it. So the combination of missing Elio especially, because biologically I'm meant to miss my 18-month-old. We're not meant to be apart. And no food Mm. and no sleep. I just know Australia doesn't need that. Things are tough enough and I don't think they need Mm. hungry, tired, missing her children, M, with cameras in their faces. And the network execs know that, which is why they keep coming back to me. Well, that's why Idol, you were already separated from Chella on Idol, and they got the emotion that they wanted, and then they edited it into all sorts of interesting concoctions. And you know that that would happen again. That's what they would be on the hunt for. So unless you had the emotional control of Reynold, which you don't. I don't. I couldn't. So you I know just, how it would yeah, play out. I, I just, you'll, I can't do it. I, I mean, unless that I am going to have to start doing things because touring is so, so off for so long. So I'm going to start doing more things on my Instagram. And to everyone who follows me on Instagram now, you're going to start seeing me making stuff for products and, you know, for big brands. And I want you guys to get on board, understand how this works. You've got to like it. You've got to go, Em, I'm going to go and get this, even if you're not. <laughs> guys, let's talk about how you're going to support me in my new influencer career, Okay. All right, so I'm going to put up – and the companies that I'm going to be working with, I'm working with them because they've come to me and said, we love you, we want you to make the content, you don't have to change a thing about yourself. So – and we have a lot of money to give you. So for me, it's win-win. And I'm not <laughs> going to be promoting, you know, like Scientology or Nazis or anything really bad, okay? It'll just be fun stuff that I use that you guys like. But here's the rules of engagement, guys. When you see the fucking post go up, I want you to be so enthusiastic. Oh, my God, Em, you're the best influencer ever. I'm going to go buy 20 of these products. Tick, 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 like. And then contact the company. Thank you so much for working with someone like Em Rossiello. <laughs> Is this how other influencers work? That, I'm excited. They have a little private yeah. pep talk yeah, no, to their fan I'm base. I'm pep talking my fan base to get on board because mummy needs to pay her bills, all right? And mummy will be able to pay her bills. And when you're liking, just think, be grateful that she's not on some sort of muddy track crying her eyes out and you're having to watch it with Chappelle Corby comforting her. That's what could have happened. Correct. It could have (laughs) been. She was inches away from it. Exactly. Me with a piss stain on my grey tracksuit pants because I'm about to jump out of something or me telling you to eat something delicious. Which one do you prefer? I'll tell you which one you prefer. (laughs) The one I prefer. So, guys, in the next few weeks you're going to be seeing some stuff. And you're going to fucking love it. All right? Okay. (laughs) I don't care how other influencers work. I need my people to be on board. I'm not going to trick them. Also, my audience aren't stupid. I'm not going to be like, oh, just here's my life. Oh, there happens to be a product in my life. I am openly whoring stuff. I am a whore and you guys will applaud it. There's a whore in the house. There's a whore in the house. All right? Speaking of, that's the only other thing. When you get to the end of your fitness journey. Yes. I think that will be time. I'm not allowed to. Listeners may know that I posted my wet ass pussy challenge routine. And I understand you don't want to have it go public for the sake of your children. I get it. No, I've got to send you it to you for your eyes, of course. 
Yeah, you'll get it. But you can't go, my kids just, my, imagine being 13 and your mum does have quarter of a million followers on Instagram and she posts a picture of her suctioning her visage often on the ground in a full split. I just think for Odie. Yeah, fair enough. It'd be confronting. And I'm assuming a lot of their friends at school would follow you as well. They all do. They all follow me. And for Odie, lockdown's hard enough without her mother's (laughs) vagina going up and down on social media on the ground. So, but I can do the full split. No, I get it. (laughs) All right. I'm fascinated. There are some explosive movements in that. So you've really got to be, I mean, I'm sure you will blitz it. It's fine. I can do it all, but we've just got to, yeah. I'll just send it to you for your eyes only. Maybe our, maybe our patrons can, oh, no, it'll get out then. <laughs> I reckon what should happen is you, no, 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 you send it to me yeah. and then I will live explain my assessment of it when we get <laughs> it on the, on the podcast and people can just believe me and if there's any moves she hasn't quite nailed, okay. you'll be hearing about it. I'm looking forward to my wet-ass pussy <laughs> review. Fantastic. She already gave me, she said, very good, a little soulless was, the, was what I got. I, did, I didn't bring enough soul to slamming my genitals against the ground. I just, with your dancing, you're a paint-by-numbers guy. Yeah. That's, and that is of course. a great, I say that with great love and affection. I've done many routines with you and you nail the curry and you just do the curry. You don't, <laughs> you don't do any kind of flary, flippy, smushy, solely body roll. There's a lot of concentration. There's not of rolling out Mm. to the edges and being free as a bird. You're a fucking bird in a straitjacket in the North Korean army doing the routine. You'd be great in the North Korean army, babe. You would nail those marches. (laughs) Because no flourishing is encouraged. I feel like I'm on Dancing with the Stars and this is the judging I'm getting. You'd be brilliant for the North Korean army. Oh, oh why wouldn't you be friends with And me? it's especially evident when you're doing something that's all about the thrusting and the, yeah. I mean, I did, there was the end of it when you did the, I did, I really look like a cat coughing up a hairball. Look, it does, if you, if you just watch it in isolation, you would think that that's what I'm doing. It doesn't look like I'm twerking on my hands and knees. What made it super white was the yoga mat. Oh, yeah, no, fair enough. <laughs> Completely. Fair enough. The only thing I, I would say know, is I've Cardi only got. I had a yoga mat underneath her when she was talking. I know, but I've only got wooden floors, <laughs> all right? And tell you what, it still hurt. It really hurt. I had bruises on my knees after that. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. I'm going to piss my pants. All right. All right. Thank you very much. We'll chat later in the week. Speak soon. Bye. <laughs> this is Emsolation. Wow. Hope you got something out of that. If nothing else, the visual of rivers of pubic hair rushing down the street near local beautician. Thank you very much for listening. I'm off now to enjoy this glorious sunshine. Uh, Melbourne, at least, is turning it on for us. Wherever you are, I hope you're well. I'm thinking of you. Um, don't forget our little deal about the Instagram stuff. All right. And Michael and I have done a little interview together, which is quite exciting. You get a little bit of promo for the pod. You'll see that soon. We were both interviewed independently of each other, how well we know each other, by my friend Jamila for The Age. It's very incestuous. I'll let you know when you can read it, but it was kind of exciting. And I'm interested to hear Michael's answers to some of the questions. It could be the end of a beautiful friendship, I doubt it. All right, guys, we'll chat later in the week. Oh, it's time to go, isn't it? Mum, stop it. He's doing a big stretch. Oh, I love you. <laughs> Bye, guys. Have a good day.